From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville metropolitan area, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, dear friends, we welcome you today. It's Wednesday, the midweek, and right here in the middle of the week, I want to suggest to you, find a good church and be there on Wednesday night or maybe even Thursday night. Some churches have their midweek on Thursday, most on Wednesday. And if it is a good, solid, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, they probably have something for you on the midweek. And I want to encourage you about going and being in on it. In fact, just get in and be a part of it. Now, right now, we're doing a series of messages about people who said yes when God called. And uh, we've already looked at Noah and Moses, and today we're going to look at Isaiah. And I think I'll have some good things for you as we talk about Isaiah, the one that I'm calling the Old Testament Gospel Prophet. We'll look at that in just a moment. Let me just remind you that on Friday this week, roughly 48 hours from now, our men's conference here at Sword of the Lord headquarters will get underway 6 o'clock on Friday night. That's November the 11th, later this week. And then Saturday up until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm telling you guys, if you miss this, you're really going to miss something. And we want you to be here with us. We will look forward to having you here. All of the details are on the Sword of the Lord website at swordofthelord.com. Check us out, and we'll look forward to seeing you here. Now, let's get right to our study today. We learn in Isaiah chapter 6 about the call of Isaiah whenever the Lord spoke to him about becoming the preacher that he wanted him to be. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 1 tells us that it was in the year when King Uzziah died. Now, any time that there is a change in national leadership, it's an important time in the life of a nation. And whether it be a good king or a bad king, this is a time that is very, very important for people to pay attention. It is a transition time. Sometimes you have a bad leader and you get a good one. Sometimes you have a good leader and when you change, you get a bad one. That happened then, it happens now. The fact of the matter is, anytime that a leader dies in office, as did King Uzziah, that is all the more traumatizing to the nation. But it's all the more reason why that the Lord needs a spokesperson. He needs somebody who will give the people the message that they need to hear. So it is in the year that King Uzziah died. The Lord spoke to him. There was a vision that he had, and the angels came about singing, Holy, 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 in regard to the Lord. And that led to Isaiah saying about himself, verse number 5, he said, Woe is me, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, but mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So you understand what happens here. Isaiah does not see himself as being a clean man. He testifies to the fact that he's unclean. And yet when he saw the Lord, it made all the difference in his life. Now remember, seeing the Lord is the first step. Sometimes people get to the place where they're thinking about things and they say, oh, I've been a bad person and they recognize that they're a sinner and all of that, and that's as far as they get with it. Somebody said to me just today, I believe in the Lord, but I'm not doing anything about it. And that is just not a very good position to be in. It's really a dangerous position to be in. But Isaiah saw the Lord 
And when he saw the Lord, then he saw himself. Now, that's important. You need to understand who you are. You need to understand what you're about. And whenever you see the Lord, you get a picture of yourself. And there's no trouble with any of us recognizing our sinfulness whenever we see the Lord in his holiness, in his perfection, in his sinlessness. Whenever we see the Lord being the mighty God that he is, we have no trouble understanding that we're a bunch of miserable sinners, as we are. Now, that being the case, this passage goes on to say that uh, verses 6 and 7 talk about a cleansing that took place of Isaiah. He's confessing himself before the Lord, and then one of the angels comes and deals with him, and there is a purging. And in verse number 8, then, he said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Folks, until you get yourself cleaned up, until you get yourself right with God, until you give yourself devotedly to the Lord, in effect, when you begin to say yes to him about those things, the Lord very well may do with you as he did with Isaiah and say, I need some help, and I'm wondering who's going to be the person that will pitch in and help here. So Isaiah heard him say, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And that's when Isaiah said yes another time. He said, here am I, Lord, send me. And that statement, here am I, send me, is a powerful statement of yes to the Lord. And the Lord then said to him, verse 9, you go and tell this people. And basically the details are there. He's to tell them what they need to hear. He gives him an assignment after Isaiah says yes to the call of the Lord. Now let me tell you a little bit about Isaiah, the one that I'm calling the Old Testament gospel prophet. There are several things about him and about what he did. Number one, I'm going to say that he is a political preacher. Now, I know in uh, 21st century America, and it's been that way a long time in this country, whenever a preacher talks about political matters, people flinch, people react, people talk about it like, oh, you shouldn't be saying anything. It's like the preacher just needs to deal with things that are heavenly, but nothing earthly. He needs to just kind of be quiet about things related to the political arena. Well, I suggest to you that you read your Bible, because uh, a lot of the men in the Old Testament who were greatly used of God, they dealt with political things because they knew that those political things were a lot of where life was. It's where the culture is. It's where people live. And in this case, we back up to chapter 1 of Isaiah, and Isaiah tells them, first of all, verses 2 and 3, he says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. So what's he doing? He is saying the people have rebelled against God. Now, here's the indictment, verses 4 and following, chapter 1. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. And he goes on to ask the questions, why should you be stricken anymore? You'll only revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, talking about the nation, and the whole heart faint. 
From the sole of the foot, even of the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and purifying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. He says, your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Strangers devour your land in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. On and on he goes to indict the nation. And this is all in the arena of the political things. And he talks about the salvation of the nation now in verse 9 when he says, Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Isaiah. He's talking about other godly men and women who will give themselves devotedly to the Lord. And he said, if it were not for that remnant, we would have been like Sodom and we would have been like unto Gomorrah. And that is an awful, awful consideration to make. But he just makes clear we need to listen to and say yes to the Lord of hosts. Now, verses 10 and following. The Lord gives an analysis, and basically he is saying, I am sick and tired of your phony religion. I am sick and tired of your hypocrisy, and it's time for it to be done. And that's why in verses 16 and following, the instructions come. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, the Lord says, and let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, all of that in the arena where the nation is, the political arena. But I need to tell you also that Isaiah not only said yes to the Lord to step up and deal with things like that, where the king was involved and other political persons were involved, but he's also a prophecy preacher because we learn here in Isaiah about the Messiah. In chapter number two, there are things said about the future of the nations. You get to chapter number seven, and he begins to talk about the Messiah pointedly when he says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Chapter nine, verse number six says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All of this talking about an anticipation of the coming Messiah. And there are other things. The great 53rd chapter of Isaiah that lays out so clearly, so wonderfully, all of the things about the Lord Jesus. Now, indeed, not only is Isaiah a political preacher, and not only is he a prophecy preacher, but he's also a very practical preacher. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 5, and notice there several statements where he says, Woe, and I'll just mention some of them. Like in verse 11, he says, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. What's he talking about? Very practical things. He's just telling you, lay off the sauce. Don't go with the booze. Don't drink it. Further down in the chapter, he says, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin, as it were, with a cart rope. He's just telling them, don't be crooked. Don't do things that are dishonest. Don't be thieving your way through life. Uh, You get to verse 20. He talks again about good and evil when he says, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. 
Verse 21, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. All of these things, very practical statements, things that address personal needs in every person's life. So here we are in a year when the king died and the nation was uh, reeling a bit because even though they were not following the Lord as a nation, here they were looking to their leadership to provide for them. And sometimes they'd had good ones and sometimes bad ones. In this case, not a very good one. And the fact is, we look at all of that and we see them needing to hear from the Lord. And the Lord called Isaiah. What did Isaiah do? He said, here am I, send me. He said yes when the Lord called. And when he stepped into the political arena, he didn't politicize himself, but he continued to say yes to God and to say what needed to be said. Sometimes, you know, I've noted that people get in the vicinity of our nation's capital and they get what I call Potomac fever. Suddenly they get climatized to whatever is there, whatever's going on. And instead of raising the flag that needs to be raised, they lose their voice and they cannot bring themselves to say what needs to be said. Isaiah did it. He stood up, said yes to the Lord and went forward. Not only that, but he stepped up to give those prophecies that the Lord gave him about the coming of Messiah more than 700 years before Christ was born in Bethlehem. And then he gives these very practical instructions to the people about not drinking, about being honest, etc. I'm telling you, this is a good man. He makes the appeal in Isaiah 55 that we would come to the Lord, we would give ourselves to the Lord, call upon him while he's near, seek him while he may be found. All of that is there in Isaiah 55. Dear friends, Isaiah is an Old Testament gospel prophet. He is giving out the good news in a bad news time. And I think he is worth us watching carefully and listening to. I have to end right here for today, but I'll do another one tomorrow as we talk about these people who have said yes to the Lord when he calls. Would you write me a note? Let me know that you hear the broadcast today. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. <music>